Welcome to Two Brothers Review. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And we are together in California. I know people are paying attention. And we're um, we're just sitting here shocked that the Academy didn't agree with our... They must have not listened to our Best of 2019 podcast. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, did your movies not get nominated? Because Parasite did. No, my movies did not get nominated. Well, I guess I'm similar to the homogenous yeah. <laughs> voting body of the Academy. <laughs> Read. Like the old white guy that lives next to you. Yeah. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about 1917, which did get some Oscar nominations. It did. It got a lot, didn't it? Yeah. Ten? Ten. Not as many as the Joker. No, but just barely less. Yeah. It's because it had no actors. I mean, it had actors. It had no <laughs> actors that were nominated. That's true. Yeah. I, no acting categories. That's kind of unusual, I, w- I would guess. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Nah. He deserved it. The main guy? Yeah. He's kind of stiff. Wooden? Exactly. <laughs> Just like you on a British shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Historically accurate. It was a stretch for him. The guy's really warm in real life. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know oh, that. That's why. <laughs> uh, but before we talk about 1917, we're going to give our pick for favorite Sam Mendes movies. Ty, what was yours? Oh, I really liked American Beauty. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a little dark. I don't know. It's not like it's not like a, a movie I would want to watch a lot, but I also I mean I love the Bond movies that he did. I think they are high points in that series. Oh yeah, my my pick is Skyfall, I think. Uh the structure of it changing up sort of how Bond interacts, limiting some of the it's not just all gadgety. I like that part of it. I guess it's all all the Daniel Craig movies are more like that, but he does a good job with it. Why isn't he doing the most the one that's coming out next month. I bet because he was doing 1917. Yeah. Okay. Could have done both. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe. I don't I, I, It sounds like 1917 was uh, sort of more of a passion project for him. Like he really wanted to make that one. And I bet once he got the funding source or approval, he was focused on it. Yeah. They made it super fast. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They started, they shot it, I think something crazy, like in August or. Well, that would be fast. But I guess you don't have a lot of editing. You don't have to do much editing. No, you do. You have to do a ton of editing and special effects. (laughs) Yeah. Also, they shot it in um, England. What the heck? In Scotland. That sounds pleasant. It was pretty. It was. It was pretty. I just think they should have done it in France. <laughs> That's fair. They could have <laughs> gone to where those things actually happened. No, it was good. But I think a lot of that stuff was edited. I mean, well, at least CGI'd. There were a couple of moments like the, um, I think the first real cut that happens is when they, they get to the trenches and four guys like walk in front of them. And you're like, oh, okay, this was a break point. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that one. 
I did, I don't I I mean I know yeah I think the first one I noticed was when the explosion went off in the underground Nazi bunker. Okay. But they did I loved what I mean I don't know if are we into this movie already? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love what the I loved the concept. I know a lot of people or at least I read a lot about it afterwards cuz I was very curious and critics are Kind of felt like it was gimmicky, but I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was beautiful and so interesting to do that. And the stuff I loved was like how he'd cut his hand on the on the barbed wire, and then five minutes later in the movie in real time, it's like bleeding more and has dried, fallen, gone down his hand and dried. I just I don't know. I just wondered how they did. Really, there's a lot of stuff like that that I thought was awesome. I understand the aspect of how, how it could be a gimmick. And I think it did. I don't know. I, I went into it sort of just tracking where are the breaks where, you know, how, how do they, they do this? I think it took me out of the movie a little bit, but the story does lend itself to it with, you know, they're on a mission. It's a short timeline. It's like a, they have to get somewhere and you're just, you get to follow along with them. Uh, so I think, I think that is interesting. Yeah, I think it heightens the tension to have it be one shot. I think it um, makes you, I think it makes you more in anticipation or in suspense with the with the characters. I think it helps the storytelling, in other words, which is the reason I would do something like that. You should try to do it to, in service of the storytelling. But you think people re- are reacting to it in a way that it's, he just wanted to try to make a one take, one shot movie. Yeah, yes, critics say things like he's showing off. But as a artist or professional, do you think that's that is the point when they want to oh, show off? Yeah. This director just phoned it in and we love it. <laughs> this director made a movie that he didn't want anyone to notice or see. <laughs> of course he wants to yeah, he wants to it's a it I mean he says in interviews after or that I read after that he's it was a challenge for him. He wanted to challenge himself, and it and it became. He's a huge um, uh, theater director. Like he has this show on Broadway right now that he directed, and does a lot of work in theater. And he said that making this movie was it took all of his film and all of his theater mind because he had to. Um, well, yeah, it's a lot of just blocking, and because you can't intervene with cuts, you have to do a lot of the work that you would do emotionally as a storyteller with theatrical elements. Well, and wouldn't you think that they would have to just rehearse so many times to get all the movements down? Right? Like, I would guess they spend way more time rehearsing than a normal movie. So they're not reshooting eight minute scenes or you know, 15 minute scenes, or I don't know how long and there were between actual cuts for them, but it just has to be so choreographed. I think the theater would really come into that. Yeah. I think they must have rehearsed a ton. And the camera has to be rehearsed. And- well, it's like a character in the movie. Yeah. There are a couple of uh, camera shots that I really enjoyed. The one where they uh, are just leaving the trenches and going down into the water. Or like there's that water and they, they walk along the edge of it, but the camera comes down with them. And then it's just like a foot off the water tracking along with them. Yeah. And then comes up the mud, and, but you don't see any like ripples. I mean, it must just be on a crane or. Something, but I don't know. It's impressive. It's like magic how they did it. It's crazy because you're looking at the water and you don't see any equipment, but then you, yeah, 
I thought it was really that was one that I thought was great. Do you remember the end of the or when that camera's <laughs> coming up and it goes it stays on one side of a little knob of dirt and there's a skull in the dirt. Yeah. And then it comes around and you see the two guys again. I love that shot. And then the the other one that I really liked was after he wakes up from um his interaction with the sniper, you see the flare fly above that city and just the kind of the lighting of that. Yeah. And I think the music picks up there and you know, that's he has more of like a, the run in with more Nazis or not Nazis. Ugh, Germans in World War One. Yeah. Not Nazis. <laughs> Future Nazis. We can Pro- call them that. Probably. <laughs> Just kidding, Germans. Uh, yeah, but he has those interactions with those guys, and like the music's picking up. I, th- I just thought that scene was effective. Yeah, that's a scene that um, the cinematographers cited. Many, uh, at least in the stuff I read, the people really liked that scene because of what he did. With That's hard to shoot light and dark, and there's a lot of shadows and yeah. a lot of moving light. Uh, did you... Did you think the interactions of the, the two soldiers were good? Like their acting was strong while they were together? I did. I really liked it. It felt um, very natural to me and very, I don't know. I just felt like they didn't say anything expository. They didn't, you know. It was more it, conversational. It was very conversational. I really love that. Um, where it's kind of like gives you a picture of them as people, but doesn't explain what's going on. Um. Yeah, I thought the I I really liked the. I was gonna say the main guy, the brother who's selected. Uh, and was pretty shocked when he got killed. <laughs> that was surprising. I mean, cause you're, you're you're not really on him. You're with the other guy getting water at the well, and you hear the struggle and look back and you see that he's been stabbed. Yeah, I think because you it, it is definitely set up to make you think he's the protagonist and you're on his side. It's it's quite a dramatic movie making choice. I think it's very unusual to kill off the person that you made the ad- audience identify with. Yeah, I I hated how he died. I just think someone in that situation would be cautious and not be close enough to the German pilot to get stabbed. But he's he did seem more naive, right? Like he it sounds like he hadn't been in battle like the other one had. He, I don't know. He, you're right. They did set that up a little bit. Was more, po- I don't know, more positive, less cautious, too kind, too kind for war. I know, but you just <laughs> okay. You bought it. It didn't bother you. No, I didn't like that he died. I was like, no, but did it, I mean, as a storytelling thing, like you. Oh, yeah, sure. I was like, you. You thought it was believable that that could happen. I did think it was believable that he would be right there trying to help the Germans with his burn. And the guy stabbed but I was just like, why would that pilot stab him? Oh, you're in war. I mean, he's being helped. He was saved by them. The pilot stabbing him bothered me more than him being close enough to be stabbed. Really? Okay. Um, I, he I would, would have burned to death. As soon as they pulled him out of the plane, I was like, oh, you can't trust that guy. He's going to kill him. <laughs> I thought I honestly thought he was gonna kill the other one. Oh, and then just have him go on. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, yeah, I, I loved I. And then the the second guy, the guy who ends up making it all the way to the end. I thought he was great. I thought like I loved him sitting in the truck with the other unit of soldiers that he got picked up with, 
and just watching him process his friend's death and be so sad when all this other stupid conversations going on around him. How he had such a sense of urgency when they get stuck. And yeah, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. I loved his interactions with the French woman. I thought they were, it was just very believable, very, cause he is hardened. Like you said, he'd been in the battle of some, I think, but he also has his own kids and he just, he just didn't get a nomination cause he's not famous. I think there were other good best actor people this year too, though. I mean, is there someone you were like, if that had been Timothy Chamolet, <laughs> we would have a new actor we're friends with. <laughs> Wait, what? Chalamet. Oh, all right. Chalamet. Was he nominated for anything? I don't think so. Good. Not little women for sure. Anyway. Yes. What? Yeah, uh, that's fair. If he was, it was a bigger named actor, but this movie does have uh, some big named actors in you know, minor supporting roles, right? You see Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch. I love Mark Strong so much. In that, in this movie or just in general? In general, but also this movie's great, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Probably my least favorite thing about this movie is how convenient it is that they show up immediately after they kill the German. <laughs> like you. And why didn't they just send that unit to tell the other unit if that unit was already on the way? Oh, sorry. I didn't know we were talking about logistics. That is my least favorite thing about this movie. Wait, you have two least favorite things? Yeah. Well, one's like, <laughs> one's actually about the movie and one's just more storytelling. Yeah. One is about the movie and one is just like the storytelling device. Okay. Wait, so the movie is the logistics? Yeah. Or, and the storytelling device is the how unit showing up immediately after the German is killed. Well, didn't they say they saw the plane go down? Sure. It still is weird that like they just got on the other side of the German trenches and yet there's this truck convoy of British soldiers just hanging out with their sort of idiot captain. Wait, who's their idiot captain? Mark Strong? No. Oh, no. I'm not saying Mark Strong's an idiot. The guy Mark Strong goes and reports to, though, is like, oh, let's. Oh, the guy in the in the in the jeeps. Can't they move this tree? That guy was a little bit ridiculous. That's true. So, but yeah, to just have them show up like that, it, I could, I was like, no, what's going on? It was pretty shocking because you pull, I mean, you, you he, like pull back and then there's another British soldier and you're like, what? Well, it's just his boots at first. I do kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like all these guys are peeing against the wall and where, where they would have had to have parked, I don't know, a minute before then. When all the action was going down? Yeah. No, I think you're right. I'm just like, uh, have him show up two minutes later. I, I mean, I know what, what's he going to do for two minutes, but he could have, like, mourned his companion at that point. Drunk more milk? Yeah. He didn't even get the milk. Also, where did that milk come from? I mean, it came from a cow's udder. But who <laughs> put it in the pail? The Germans who had just recently left. So that's been out at least a day? No, no, the fire. Remember, the fire was still burning in the trenches. Less than a day. Less than a day. Hours. Well, then I'm even more like, where's this British convoy from? Yeah. Well, it's the chaos of war. I don't really want to defend it. It, is, it was definitely in there. I'm 100% sure 
it's in there so that he has that shot with uh, this our soldier in the back of the truck. Well, that's very powerful. It's a very powerful shot. It's kind of the. It's also the kind of the moment when he changes. I think. Yeah. Where he decides he's gonna. He takes it more seriously. Yeah. Or it's his, it's his mission now, not the other guy's mission that he's along with. Yeah. Okay, and then, I mean, finally making it to the camp, he must have been in shock or something to just sit down and listen to the song. Like, well, he thought he failed already. He didn't think that was the troop. That was he didn't think that was the unit he was trying to find. So he's just he, sort of given up. And the sun was already up, and yeah. I think he just gave up, or he not gave up. I guess gave up. I mean, he just thought he'd miss the chance. Yeah. Because then, because as soon as he finds out that that's the unit, he's, he's back into action. He's on it. Okay. I like that explanation. Uh, and then just like, I think the interaction with Benedict Cumberbatch was fun. But yeah. I wanted him to do more. Because you, you, Mark Strong sets it up where you think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be insane. Well, yeah. And someone else is like, if you give him these orders. Make sure you have witnesses. Yeah, that's what Mark. Oh, that's what Mark said. Yeah, that's what Mark Strong says to him. Okay, make sure there's witnesses. And uh, I wish I. I mean, I just wish there would have been a little bit more of. Like he reads it, he still doesn't care. The witness steps in and has to. Yeah, like if that paid off more. Yeah. But he is like gonna dis. I don't know. He is like dismissive of it initially. Yeah, he he, he seems sort of that. I don't know. I think. Oh, we're gonna win the war today! Like, just, that's not how it works. It's, it's battles for inches. Yeah, but he 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 ends up being very grounded too, which I think is good. I mean, he's not some cartoonish character. He says he has that exchange with um, our soldier at the end, and says, "I was just hoping today was gonna be a good day, and we could just finish this." I mean, it it he it doesn't have a sense that he doesn't care about British soldiers' lives. You know, yeah, he's really trying to make the final push that'll get them over the edge. But how many people do you think went, went over in that first wave? A third of 1600. There are four waves, four waves. So 400 probably. How many made it back to the trenches? I don't know. (laughs) I hope there were 300 at least. Yeah. But a lot of people were dying. I mean, their mortar shells were exploding during that running scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. During that running scene, that our actor, our character, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> he was knocked over accidentally. Yeah, I, I read that. Oh, just interesting. And there's like, we have this all set up, so just don't stop going until we call cut. I think it adds a lot of like, I don't know. It's kind of jarring when he runs into someone else, but it's kind of fun too. Oh yeah, it seems it just seems realistic. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. They they released a shot of that shot being filmed. Oh, really? It's pretty cool. You can see him walking, and they have all the like explosions set up, and you can like you see him like run right by them, and they're like they're marked off. You know, they must have CGI'd it out, but it's it is pretty cool, and you can see like that's the truck driving in front of him, and like I think the reason the cameras on the truck, yeah. The reason he runs into that soldier and the, the truck just keeps moving because they expect him to keep moving. So then you get a little bit more of a distance in that shot, but he catches up. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. All right, are there other things you liked or disliked about this movie? Oh, I don't know. We've talked about a lot. I liked, I don't know. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, we talked about it, covered it. Uh, yeah, let's well, let's get into the ratings. Ty, what did would you rate this out of five? I'd give it a five. I'm surprised. Why? I, I don't. I guess you've been very positive in this podcast, and you did text me, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> something like, "Have you seen 1917?" <laughs> I texted you 1917. Holy crap! Yeah. And then didn't hear anything back from you. I hadn't seen it yet. Spoilers, bro. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna give it a three. It, three. A three. It just I don't know. Weird. Uh, yeah, we're this is, I mean it's good. I just only is for me. Or my style. Well okay. Ty's like are you are good you, movies? <laughs> Yeah, I guess the only other thing we didn't talk about, it, like I'm trying to understand why you didn't like it because you've said positive things about it too. Oh, I guess I th- I do think the the one shot wasn't. I don't know. I think they didn't wasn't necessary, even though it is an interesting storytelling device. But I think it got in the way of so, or I don't know. It's like that becomes the focus and not the acting or. The story, right? Like, like, because you have to have one shot. Mark Strong's character shows up right away after the the plane scene. Where if you could cut, you know, he could just be at that house for thirty minutes. Okay, I don't know. All right, I was in it. People really like it, and I think they should see it. But I just don't know if it's the war movie that I like. Well, people also feel like it's um, glorifying British imperial past and sort of very conservative and like it's lumped in with the other very conservative nostalgic films that are that came out in 2019 they're kind of critical of it that for that reason which i don't know i i just don't think i didn't feel that at all so i don't know i was wondering if that's why what bothered you but no but i don't like british imperialism that's true <laughs> internalized it i guess <laughs> well but <laughs> but it's not I'm, it's not I'm really it's not, not really about that yeah i, I wouldn't say that i think true. it's a good sto- i think it's a good story about two guys who are like but yeah i don't know there's a lot of this criticism that i i was surprised when i as i read about it because i just feel like people are being overly critical of it i just wasn't sure if you didn't like it for a reason that a lot of people are criticizing it which is that it's sort of harkens back to British imperialism or the glory days or has this nostalgia that's true about a lot of the films that came out in 2019. People feel like, you know, movie makers are being very conservative or traditional. And um, I don't know, but to me, it felt like a very good story with characters that I cared about. You get a little bit of backstory, but not too much to make it feel like it's phony. And I just didn't, I mean, maybe I'm not politically sensitive, but I just didn't get a sense of all that other stuff. I don't think the, conservatism of the movie is a reason I don't like it. I just think Mark strong showing up. No, that's worth two stars. No, I, there are other, the factors we talked about of the, like the one shotness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and that they couldn't just send more soldiers. They couldn't telegraph. They couldn't, I guess the phone lines got cut, but well, they don't have radios. I actually don't know if they had radios in World War One. <laughs> I read that Mendes said in a quote that 
you could kill someone a thousand yards away in World War One, but you couldn't talk to someone twenty meters away because they they the technology they just didn't have. Okay, okay. So then maybe it, it makes more sense. Um. All right. All right. Well, we can. We can, yeah. Okay. I were. We can disagree. So if if I would have seen this in twenty nineteen, it would have been in my top five. Okay, so it is. Well, well, do I save it for next year's? I think we just count it. <laughs> okay, that'll that'll be easier because when I look it up next year to do it, I'll look up releases in twenty twenty, and it won't show up. Right. Well, I guess if it's good enough to stand out in a year, <laughs> shouldn't you remember it if it's that good? All right. Well, we're gonna have a controversy next year for a year end. Uh, uh, do you have something else to recommend? I was. I got a recommendation from my friend who uh, was a therapist and is now a filmmaker. But she told me about a, a British comedy called Hang Ups on Hulu, uh, which is about a therapist who's kind of bad at his job, and uh, his group therapy practice fails, and so he starts a new one where he's doing online therapy, and he's got a some debt that you don't know where he got it from to a loan shark who's threatening to kill him, and then he offers to he's. Any the whole the whole show is shot from webcam perspective, so it's very funny. Uh, the loan shark, you know, skypes him up, demanding the money, and then he convinces him to do therapy. It's very funny. Okay, I, I will check that out. That sounds good. It's got a lot of famous British actors in it who do the who do cameos in one episode as a, a client. Fun. Okay, uh, I'm going to recommend the. Um, kind of limited experience that happened over the last two weeks, but you can still watch it on Hulu, the Jeopardy greatest of all time tournament. It was a lot of fun to watch those, see how smart and fast the three contestants were, uh, and the weird specific things that they knew that, I mean, they must just spend time studying trivia to be that good at it. I don't know. Yeah. I watched a couple of last night in, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not for me, maybe. Trivia or? Well, they're just like so intense about it. They are very intense. In this about way it. that doesn't quite make sense to my sensibilities. I don't know. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. Uh, if you have tickets for the Oscars, we'll, we'll take them. Bye. 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 <laughs>